Welcome to the MSP Corner podcast. Before we kick off our show, we would like to share what our main objective is at the MSP Corner. Our main goal is to help CEOs build profitable and self-sustainable IT service firms. We are not just providing tools for IT firms. We will be sitting in meetings with you to ensure your IT firm stays on track. The first area we are focused on, strategic sales. IT firms are stuck selling technology or IT support. We will provide you with the blueprint so you position your firm as an added value to your prospects. We will have framework on how to sell value so you influence the prospect into selecting your firm. The second area we see many IT firms struggle in is marketing. 90 plus percent of businesses rely on antiquated marketing methods. The most popular choice, word of mouth. We have proven methods on how to attract the ideal prospect. Our framework will include how to become the online authority and be the business influencer for an industry. The third component to our package, scaling. IT firms walk away from opportunities because they lack the bandwidth or skill set to scale. We have lined up reputable businesses so our members can hire on-demand resources that will allow them to scale their business. The fourth area we will offer help in, selecting the right tools. In order to deliver value, you need the right tech stack. Our platform will offer information on products that are the ideal choice for MSPs. The fifth area we will offer help in is with documentation. Templates are a critical component when building an MSP. We will have contracts, proposals, SOWs, collateral, and much more in the template section. You will have every document you need to start up your managed IT service business. Thank you for tuning in. Let's go to our next podcast. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. I am your host, Fernando Leon, and I'm joined by my co-host, Gregory Morabietz. And today's guests are two executives from MSPX. Gage Yesbeck has spent his entire professional career working in the MSP industry. He considers himself a visionary and truly hopes that he can make a positive impact in the MSP community through releasing products that cater to the needs that he has identified while working in this industry. And he's also joined by his, by Matt Yesbick, right? He's been also in the IT industry for over almost three decades now, and he's worked his way up the corporate ladder and he has experience at the enterprise and MSP level. And a quick uh, summary on MSPX. For buyers, MSPX offers a wide a wider selection of MSP contracts to choose from, allowing IT firms to find a contract that best fits their needs and budget. It also provides a platform for buyers to compare different contracts and their terms, making it easier to make an informed decision. Additionally, a marketplace can help streamline the purchasing process and reduce the time and effort required to negotiate contracts, making it more efficient for buyers. Now, for sellers, MSPX provides a convenient platform for them to reach 
a larger audience and expand their customer base. And this can help increase the exposure of their MSP services, potentially leading to more business opportunities. Additionally, a marketplace can provide a quick and simple way for sellers to monetize their existing MSP contracts, freeing up resources and reducing costs. Overall, it's a marketplace for buying and selling MSP contracts, uh, which can bring significant benefits to both buyers and sellers by providing a platform for them to easily connect, transact, and scale their business. All right, I hope I did some justification for your organization, guys. Let's kick this show off, but let's go into what we're going to talk about, our table of contacts. What is, we're going to go dive deeper into what MSPX is all about the value they offer MSPs, the incentives for IT service firms. Um, is this a global solution or is this just regional or uh, national? Uh, the ultimate goal for MSPX and how IT firms can get started. And then we'll share their URL at the end of this show. So guys, let's kick this off. This is an opportunity for you to you know, illustrate what MSPX is all about. And Gregory, feel free to jump in if you have any questions as they're talking, but go ahead, Matt, Gage, whatever yeah. you can start. Sure. Well, that opening was fantastic. I don't know if I could have said it better myself. So, <laughs> so I don't know where we go from here. You're going to have to do some excellent guidance because, yeah. uh, man, that was, that was quite an uh, introduction. Yeah, I'd say probably a good place to start is just the background of MSPX, maybe the, uh, the thought process behind creating this platform. Um, so a little history of myself working in the MSP industry. Uh, I became an MSP director for a company a couple years ago. Um, one of the main initiatives is to obviously drive sales for our MSP uh, division to grow that division um, to the best of my ability. And I've, through my research, found that maybe the most efficient way to do so is by acquiring pre-existing MSP contracts from other MSPs. Um, however, I could not find a very easy way to do so without contacting other brokers who would then kind of be the middleman for those transactions, reaching out to other MSPs to see if contracts are available. Uh, so I'm driving home one day down 95 on my 45-minute uh, commute to work, and you know it hits me like a brick. I'm, I'm thinking, well, why isn't there a marketplace where we can have these contracts listed so that the sellers can easily sell these contracts and the buyers can easily find these contracts. Um, so initially, essentially, that's how the idea came to mind. Um, you know, I'm very entrepreneurial by nature. So I presented this idea along with my other thousand ideas to my father. <laughs> and he said, you know, you may actually have something here. Um, so this is the one we decided to pursue. It, we, you know, we've been developing it now for about six months or so. We, we went live just at the new year. Um, so really, we're just working hard to get as much content into this marketplace as possible and make it as usable and as you know uh, effective as it can be in the MSP community uh, providing those services. And of course, you know, it, as with any startup, it's always awareness. So that's that's the other challenge. You know, we we need to get the uh, the marketplace shelves stocked, so to speak. Uh, but but it's the the awareness that is going to you know drive that. Uh, to to happen. So let me ask a quick question then, because it, I, I I'm getting a visual of this. I'm a visual person. So so my um, this is what I'm 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 uh, visualizing. So if I'm an IT firm, 
and I want to buy a contract. I'm going to buy another contract from an MSP who no longer wants to support that client and is willing to sell it at a specific price. And is is that what I'm is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, traditionally in the past, if you were in that position, if you had identified some stagnant contracts that just no longer fit your, you know, your mold, uh, you know, that that you uh, have, you know, decided that your your MSP is settled into, uh, you really didn't have, you know, any way to really go. I mean, you could contact a customer, tell them that you no longer wish to service them, uh, you know, and depending on how that's handled, there could be some hurt feelings, but certainly no way to monetize uh, that contract, um, you know, unless you are some, you know, part of some kind of local, you know, community where you can reach out to another MSP and say, hey, you know, I don't want this to you. Uh, but we don't really see that um, occurring very often, if at all. Uh, so so at this point with the marketplace, now they have a place to go to actually uh, monetize that contract and actually make some revenue off of it as well as look good to their customer because now they're they're not abandoning or firing them so to speak they're handing them off to another MSP that will pick up that contract and honor it as written got it got it greg do you have any uh any questions regarding that model yeah why do people have a stigma about like you know on site or um local or uh, U.S. based or I mean, why is there that stigma there where this is a hard thing to do sometimes? And how do you guys kind of deal with that stigma? You know, I know there it's out there because we've we've run into it hundreds of times where people are like, well, you're not local to our area, even though we're giving remote support. Right. Do you address that at all? Well, I mean, in this particular instance, because we are just a uh, strictly a subscription-based uh, service. Uh, you know, we don't really get in the middle of uh, the MSPs and any services that they offer or any contracts that they want to sell. However, you know, us both being in the industry, you know, there there certainly is something to be said about local and on-site, and sometimes those things are absolutely needed. Uh, you know, but in this this new age where you know so much of it is in the cloud. Uh, you know, remote is a very real uh, and very effective method at uh, uh, servicing a customer. I don't know, Gage, do you have any any anything to add in terms of how, you know, that's being addressed? How do, how do we? Yeah, again, like you said, we're not we're not getting in the middle of that. We're not necessarily addressing that directly. We do uh, offer the option when you're uploading a contract to say whether or not this can be serviced remotely. And if and if it can't be, then it's expected that. Uh, the MSP that takes over that contract would be local to that company um, that's looking for those services. So we do offer that as a field uh, description as whether or not it can be remotely supported. Um, otherwise, you know, it, it would really be up to once a, a buyer is reaching out to the seller, it's really up to them to work out that arrangement and make the transition as smooth as possible yeah. for that client. And I would say that if we, you know, if if a buyer sees in the posting, the listing of a contract, uh, you know, that remote support uh, you know, isn't uh, possible or preferred, um, you know, we have a great uh, search feature within the marketplace that will allow, uh, you know, um, 
buyers to hone in on their specific location, you know, by zip code or, or by town, by state. Um, so they can, uh, you know, drill it down to get notified when contracts are posted that are actually in their area if they choose not to support something more nationally. You know, so I'm starting to visualize this here better and more. And, and uh, I think that it, what's going to be very powerful is giving a webinar to our audience, right? At least giving them some visual. Uh, so would this provide us, let's say I went on your website. And I'm looking for a, uh, I'm looking at what's available. So would it give me a comprehensive view as to who the client is, the industry, size of it, what the remaining terms are? And does it also include what the current IT firm is charging? Because let's say it's 100%, let's say, uh, let's keep it real simple, 10% office. And they're like, hey, we're, we're delivering uh, remote help desk services and we're offering uh, EDR. Uh, it's a doctor's office, uh, so HIPAA compliance, uh, et cetera, et cetera, right? Online storage, um, Office 365. So they give up, does it provide at least the deliverables or at least the expertise or what the requirements are? And it's in San Jose, California. So I can then determine, oh man, this, it checks off all the uh, boxes for me, but here's gonna be the challenge. Let's say that IT firm says, we, 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 we see a great marriage here. We're like, okay, this is a great fit for me because I can do everything it's, uh, that has, uh, that's displayed in this, on this uh, dashboard. What kind of pushback Am I going to, can IT firms expect, because ABC corporate IT firm no longer wants to work with his doctor office because for whatever reason, he's retiring or he's, he's moving out of the area and he says, hey, XYZ IT firm is going to take care of you now. Is there, uh, and do you anticipate any bumps in the road there where they might have some pushback or is, is have, have all these transactions been pretty smooth? Yeah, so I would say there is some uh, excellent questions in that that whole scenario you just laid out. So let me let me try to knock them down one at a time. Starting with the 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 first question you had posed in terms of uh, uh, visibility. So your your ability to view the marketplace is going to be driven by the uh, the service the um, option that you chose at at sign up. Right? Did you choose? the free 90-day peak where you will have the ability to, to list contracts and list reseller services and white label services, but you will only have the ability to see the number of contracts that are for sale, but you can't view any of the details, okay? Now, okay. If, you, if you signed up uh, and you signed up for the annual pro plan, uh, then that gives you full access to 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 list for sale, to list reseller white label services, uh, and to view all of the details of a seller's uh, contract. So with that, and, and well, I was going to say, with, also we provide fields for uh, for the MSPs to enter all the information in, as as well as uploading any necessary documents. Um, but again, we do advise MSPs to not list any confidential data, such as potentially the client name or client contact, 
just because that can cause obviously some issues to where if <laughs> if other MSPs are seeing that information, well, they have no need to reach out to that, to that MSP directly. They could certainly reach out to the customer, say, hey, we're, we're seeing you guys listed for sale here. You know, let's, <laughs> let's just take you over from there. So so it's 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 presenting just enough data for other MSPs to certainly be intrigued without giving any confidential data away for the client either. And I think the biggest the biggest thing within the the contract form, you know, you are going to see things like the seller's information, uh, the MRR or ARR of that contract, the start date, the end date, uh, you know, all that pertinent information. But the one of the the key factors, and this addresses one of your later questions about pushback on, say, a doctor's office not wanting. Uh, to have their contract assumed by somebody else is something called proof of assignability. So when that initial MSP uh, entered into a contract with the customer and that customer signed that contract, uh, there is going to be a, uh, a clause in there that states, is this contract transferable, right? Is it something that can be reassigned at will uh, to another MSP? And so we have a space in our uh, contract form that requires you to list uh, or display the proof of uh, assignability. So again, that doesn't have to be giving away any specifics of the client, but it does need to at least be that page or a snippet uh, of that contract that will will give proof to the to the buyer that this contract can actually be transferred. Mm -hmm. And so if that's the case and the customer understood that initially, uh, which I hope they did, you know, read through their contract and 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 see that. Then there should be no pushback because it's understood by both parties that that contract can be reassigned. Yeah, but something to keep in mind, especially being in the MSP industry, uh, like I have and worked for MSP. It wasn't until a couple of years ago that we ourselves really started to fine tune our MSP contracts and our MSAs um, to even provide any type of information. So the 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 transferability in the contract clause may not be there yeah especially if there isn't even a contract right so if, it, if it's verbal yeah if it's a ultimately you know. you know if that is the case there's nothing keeping that client from potentially saying you know we don't like this new msp yeah. we're going to end things here and find us a new one right certainly that's that's always a possibility yeah. um but that is something that uh, you know, MSPs need to keep in mind as they acquire these contracts or or work on the transfer of these contracts is, you know, you need to provide services in such a manner that it, it meets or exceeds their expectations. So you're not at that realm of potentially being left behind as, you know, and having them find a new MSP to work yeah, with, and right? If you provide services e equivalent or better to the MSP that was already servicing them, then that, you know, ultimately the customer shouldn't have an issue with yeah. that. But if if they if they get taken over by a company that is not servicing them properly, not offering the type of support they need, well, well, at the end of the day, I mean, their chances are they're going to find a new MSP. And then I think that, you know, the, the underlying fact of all this is that, you know, MSPs provide uh, an outsourced IT department for businesses that have no idea. You know, this, this isn't something they want to worry about. This is not their business, right? Their yep. business is something else. So the IT thing is a, is a necessity, and they've decided to offload that to another company to handle that piece. 
you know, so odds are it would have to be a really worst case scenario for a customer to even want to get involved and say, oh, no, I actually care, you know, who you transfer it to. I mean, again, the the the, the point of an MSP is to be as transparent as possible uh, to that customer and the services they provide their customers, right? We should just be in the background doing that job efficiently, and then the customer is always happy. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, uh, it's a it's obvious to me the value you guys have to offer MSPs. I mean, this is a uh, a marketplace. I think that would attract a lot of MSPs who are either starting off. Do you guys see a lot of MSPs that are just starting off and they want to you know add to their portfolio, or oh, do you absolutely. have? Go ahead. No, I was going to say absolutely. I mean, you know. Uh, the the market, uh, you know, the the, the total, uh, you know, uh, available market for our marketplace, uh, you know, could certainly be, uh, you know, endless in terms of uh, MSPs or MSP brokers, and we can get into that in a minute. Um, but yeah, all the way from you know the the larger, well-established MSPs, all the way down to the guy in his white Sprinter van, you know, that's running around trying to make a living servicing you know uh, a half a dozen contracts and and looking to uh, uh, pick up something uh, better or something uh, in addition to. And you know, it has spread so thin that time is such a, a commodity. You know, most small MSPs are time poor, and it it, it uh, it's a struggle uh, to be able to. Uh, continue uh, growing their business, you know, year over year and seeing increased, uh, you know, uh, customer base. So, so yeah, I mean, to answer the question, I, I think it, it probably speaks more to the SMBs, uh, you know, than, than maybe uh, the larger scale MSPs. But again, it's open to all. Yep. That's great. That's great. I mean, this is a, uh, uh, a great uh, business model for you know, I think uh, even established IT firms who have struggles with marketing. I mean, that's if you guys I, I don't know how long you, how long uh, if any of you have been involved with marketing, but that's the biggest struggle with a lot of IT firms is generating or attracting opportunities. And your marketplace gives them an opportunity to just, OK, am I going to invest fifty thousand dollars a year on marketing or am I going to spend you know, I don't, I don't know how much your uh, some of these contracts go for, but, you know, gives them some options. And that's what we want to do on our platform, the MSP Corner platform, which Gregory and I are building. And we hope to launch this quarter is that we want to line them up with resources like you guys, because these guys need help. They deliver, you know, um, a, a value add to their clients, but they need help building their business marketing yeah. themselves, selling value, yeah. and your marketplace offers an, you know, it's it's a great, you know, you guys are providing some value here. That, yeah, uh, and I think what we're all trying to do here is build a community, right? An MSP-based yeah. community uh, where the industry can thrive, you know, by, by joining together, uh, you know, in uh, no matter how large or small, you know, uh, things like the MSP Corner, MSPX, I mean, we're trying to create uh, a, a again a community where MSPs can can lean on one another uh, and 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 grow together right because it's like the old adage that a rising tide floats all boats and yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's that's very true especially uh, in, you know in this industry yeah yeah awesome awesome well what's the incentive for MSPs can you guys uh, give a little uh, insight on that right I mean 
there's uh we see the value is so obvious what's the incentive for these msps to jump on your uh your your platform here well again i mean as previously stated i would say that you know one one big one is certainly to to build uh, a community right um but uh, as I'd also said, you know, we find that especially on the SMB side that, uh, you know, uh, MSPs are time poor. So, you know, anywhere that you can go to, you know, try to uh, drum up business uh, for your company uh, and and do that as efficiently as possible uh, is is certainly, you know, a, uh, you know, a net positive. Right. Yep. So the incentive is, you know, as an MSP salesperson, you know, you're cold calling, you're cold knocking. Uh, you know, you're, you're doing what you can to try to drum up business. You're revisiting your current contracts and seeing where you can possibly, you know, increase those with additional services. Um, but uh, again, MSP becomes a marketplace where MSPs can then go and say, well, hey, you know, let me see if there's anything on the marketplace currently uh, that uh, I might be able to benefit from. And again, whether that's a contract for sale, uh, a reseller service that some other MSP uh, offers, a white label service, even a referral. You know, I mean, if a referral comes in uh, that, that an MSP has and it's in a, uh, an entirely different state, they can put that up on the marketplace, you know, ask a nominal uh, referral fee. And that's just another way that this, this community we're building can benefit from one another. You know, do you guys get any uh, insight on the organizations that are selling these contracts? Are these guys that are getting ready to retire? Are they? Are so, they? Are, are they? Are they handing off? Are they selling problem children? Right? Yeah. <laughs> Is the well, account sure. a problem I mean, child? Right, and and I think every MSP can relate to that, right? I'm sure every yeah. MSP has that problem child, uh, or they haven't. Uh, a customer that they have supported for a long time, um, but you know they're the direction that that MSP is heading in, and 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 the types of contracts that they're looking to service. You know these customers may no longer you know fit that right, and uh, you know especially in the in the case of say something like VoIP right. You know as an MSP you either love VoIP or you hate VoIP, and if you have uh, you know, contracts with customers where you were supporting their VoIP, but you're trying to move away from that. Well, this is a great opportunity to list those contracts on the marketplace because there are other MSPs in this country that eat that up, and that's all they do is service VoIP. So uh, again, by uh, by by having you know this this community built out, it's just another resource. The marketplace is another instrument to drum up new business. Uh, you know, for for these MSPs. Got it. Got it. Hey, let's take a break, guys, because we're going to have a uh, sponsor uh, give a, a quick uh, pitch on what they have to offer. So I just need five seconds of of uh, silence. All right. And we're back. And all right. Well, thanks for sharing, you know, that value and the incentives for MSPs. You know, I'll hit on the last three uh, bullet points here. Is this is this offering for US-based customers only or MSP only, or are these, um, is this a global solution? Yeah, so it's certainly, I mean, it, it's it's on the World Wide Web, so it, it is certainly a global solution. We do have um, uh, members that are in other countries, um, you know, Dubai, uh, Australia, New Zealand, uh, Britain. Uh, so, you know, there are, 
those those members um, okay. that have you know decided to join the marketplace um, to participate. Now, um, you know, uh, we we are certainly trying to focus hard in in the states. Uh, and uh, to try to get that going really strong. Um, and, uh, you know, I think a- as this generates momentum, uh, the more contracts that become available, and especially those that are understood to be 100% remote, uh, I think that's where uh, the international market can benefit. Um, but a- as they grow in their respective areas, uh, they may be able to find, uh, you know, local contracts to service right where they're at. Got it. Uh, so but to answer the question, the big the big push right now is going to be stateside. Yeah, we're we're presenting it nationally, uh, more so on the marketing end. Um, obviously, it's available internationally, and the goal uh, as we grow nationally and uh, you know really build up that momentum is to deploy some servers internationally. So that we can provide better services of MSPX to these international clients, um, load speeds, uh, just the the user interface of MSPX just being more uh, responsive. responsive for those international clients. So that's certainly the goal is to start start more so nationally um, and then grow from there as we gain momentum and get those servers deployed internationally so that we can uh, provide that those services to them as well. So I have a question. How how is there a hot area and and also how many contracts do you typically have available on your platform overall? Yeah. So so again, just just this is our fourth week uh, of launch. Um, And so we are seeing about a dozen signups a week is what we have been uh, trending and um, you know, they they've been from all over the country. So, you know, uh, different states. I guess if I had to take a guess, it would seem like it's more uh, East Coast heavy, uh, you know, which is fine. We're we're in Richmond, Virginia. So, um, you know, I'm certainly doing a lot of uh, footwork uh, and phone work uh, in in my region. Um, But I've been seeing signups from all around the country. Um, And in terms of of, uh, contracts, so that really is the biggest thing because we have people that are signing up. Uh, and it seems like the large majority, what they're looking for are contracts to buy. Uh, and we anticipated that challenge. Uh, and so what we are doing uh, to try to, uh, you know, get, uh, again, uh, contracts into the marketplace is uh, not only are we, you know, trying to bring this uh, to as many MSPs awareness as we can, um, but we are reaching out and communicating with MSP brokers. So, what we see with MSP brokers, those that are involved in mergers and acquisitions of MSPs, uh, is that often they will be confronted with a scenario where they are an intermediary and they're representing, let's say, the the seller, right? And the seller has a hundred contracts that they are looking to sell uh, as assets, you know, as part of their business. So the MSP broker uh, tries to uh, line up a buyer, and let's say in this scenario they do that. But the buyer only wants, you know, 94 of these contracts, right? For whatever reason, again, it just may, those six just may not fit, uh, you know, their 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 current business model, right? So in the past, there really was no good way for, uh, you know, that broker to handle that situation other than to tell the seller, hey, you know, you're, you're going to have to eat the revenue on, on these six contracts or... Uh, I can continue to look for another buyer who will accept everything. 
Well, at this point, you know, with with our marketplace now that 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 MSP broker uh, can go back to the seller and say, hey, you know, you need to go to the marketplace and uh, uh, try to unload these and monetize them on the marketplace, um, you know, prior to uh, the sale so that you don't lose that revenue on these contracts that the buyer doesn't want or better yet. Uh, as a service that the an additional service that the MSP broker can offer that seller, they could say, "Hey, well, you know, I'll go ahead and and you know monetize them for you on the marketplace, uh, and uh, um, you know immediately uh, following closing uh, or the the uh, of the merger or acquisition uh, to prevent the buyer from going elsewhere." So you know the MSP broker can actually list uh, contracts on behalf of the seller. And uh, and help to expedite that uh, the closing of that deal. And again, uh, it it uh, allows that seller to actually make revenue off of those unwanted contracts. So with that being said, uh, you know we are communicating with brokers because they are confronted with these scenarios frequently, and we see that as an area to uh, you know quickly get contracts into the marketplace. Great, I love it. I love it. That's uh, that was a great illustration of how the just the value you're bringing, and that was uh, who said that Matt or Gage? That was Matt. I'll take credit though. <laughs> Matt, all right, Matt, you just hit a home run there, bro. Well, thank you. I love it. I love right. it. I mean, that's just music to my ears because you know you guys are who's been you if you've been I've been in the MSP industry for over two decades, so. We already know how difficult it is to get a contract, and uh, your marketplace is uh, going to be seen by many as, "Hey, this is this is great. This is good stuff. This is going to go out to thousands of CEOs of MSPs." This podcast, so man, yeah, we hope we get yeah. we hope we get you guys some traffic there. I'm yeah. gonna want to I'm gonna want to have a webinar in the future, and yeah. Um, and we'll want to, uh, but we'll talk that out. We'll talk about that after this podcast. So I don't want to be talking too much about us, more about you guys. But um, is this going to present opportunities for other firms such as, let's say, you know, MSPs like to, uh, IT firms like to say they're MSPs, but they're sometimes they are a little well let's just say the break fix there's no value in the break fix contracts are those type of contracts going to be are they going to be on display or are you guys just accepting msp contracts that's a tough one uh you know coming again from my msp that we uh them with now um you know we do have those break fix customers right and i think there's certainly some value add to maybe even bundle those up. I know personally we're trying to get away from them as well as most MSPs are, right? So if you could at least present those on the marketplace for sale uh, to another MSP. Now, I mean, <laughs> the the price of the sale obviously will probably be minimal, um, but it would allow you to present a win-win scenario to where as the seller, you're, you're able to somewhat monetize these contracts, but at the end of the day, it's not all about monetization, right? I mean, as an MSP, you're building these relationships. A lot of the break fix clients uh, are the ones that you may have had from the very beginning of your company that you've built those relationships with. 
but unfortunately they just no longer fit the mold and uh and are not looking to uh move in the direction of the msp that you're you're with so with that being the case you not only want to try to monetize those contracts but really at the end of the day it's making sure those clients are being taken care of by another msp that's going to value them support them as they should be um, and hopefully that msp has a better uh, model to where maybe they're able to get on a monthly contract with them um, whereas maybe it didn't work out with your firm so you know again at the end of the day i know we speak a lot about monetization of the contracts um, but being an msp you really do build those relationships with your clients to where you want to make sure they're in a win-win scenario as well, right? You want to make sure they're being taken care of and not just handed off from for money, essentially. So, yeah, right. so yeah. again, yeah. it's it's something where we would certainly accept those listings, right? We would not turn those listings down, but as a seller, you're probably not going to be able to monetize those a whole lot because a buyer is not going to be very attracted to a break-fix model, right? They're yeah. looking for that yeah. MRR, that ARR. So. Again, we'll we'll certainly accept it. We're certainly a marketplace for that. And at the end of the day, uh, hoping to pro provide that win-win-win scenario for the buyer, seller, and for the client. Yeah. So I'll just leave it up to the community to see how those are handled. Yep. Yep. No, no, no. I had to ask because I'm sure there's they're out there. Yeah. Um, so what's what is the ultimate goal for MSPX? Well, I mean, I think the ultimate goal is just, again, I, I keep harping on community, but we want to grow this marketplace to, you know, a, a large community of MSPs and MSP brokers where, again, uh, everyone uh, can always have the MSPX in mind when it comes to contract buying, selling, uh, referrals, uh, reseller services, white label services. You know, we just want to have, uh, again, a flourishing community uh, where this is just like, oh, yeah, of course. Well, we're definitely going to check the marketplace before we do this or in, in connection with that, you know. Um, so we just really we want it to as far as MSPs are concerned, we want it to be a household name. Got it. Well, how can IT firms get started? Right. How How do you get started? Yeah, so right now, uh, with us only being about a month old, we are offering um, pretty heavily discounted promo codes for any newcomers onto the site. So if if uh, MSPs have anything to list or offer, we do um, have a promo code, uh, Contracts 12 for 12, um, where they can get onto the pro plan for free to list any services or contracts that they may have for sale. Um, and again, we're doing that to kind of offset, obviously, in a two-way two marketplace, the, the, uh, there's lots of buyers and it's the sellers that you're really trying to come by. So we're offering this free membership to those um, sellers to, to really help populate MSPX, right? And then for any buyers or anyone else that's looking to uh, take advantage of the marketplace, we, off, we do have another promo code for them. That's early birds 12 for two. And that's, uh, you know, for the pro plan as well. So when you're signing up for that pro annual plan, um, just make sure you use those promo codes. And and again, we're just trying to raise as much awareness as we can. Uh, being the first to market on this, you know, I, I I wasn't able to find any other platform that provided this type of service. So it's anything that's new like that. It's just really trying to raise awareness as much as possible. We're taking any any uh, revenue that we're making right now is just going directly back into marketing, directly back into MSPX trying to grow awareness uh, and really just trying to grow the platform to be as as uh, yeah. as useful as possible right yeah. so we're 
again, we're pouring everything into this, trying to make it as as beneficial as possible. Yeah. So we're, you know, again, just trying uh, as hard as we can to get it off the ground. And, and you know, the industry uh, will speak. I mean, you know, we'll we'll know, uh, you know, I would imagine through the course of this year, uh, you know, how well it's received. And uh, we just have to get that awareness out there. Right. Because, you know, if we're going to be listening to the industry, uh, to the MSP community, we just need to know that we're hearing uh, the loudest voice from the from the most amount of uh, MSPs. Right. You know, we don't we don't want to listen to, you know, 12 MSPs that that decide it's not for them. We want to hear you know, the, 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 the large majority of the community. Uh, and, and again, that will, that will be self-evident through, uh, memberships and subscriptions. Yep. Yep. All right. I've been on all my bullet points. You guys want to, uh, share any last thoughts, Gregory, any last questions? Or are you yeah, good? I mean, we are in the same boat as you a little bit here with MSP Corner. We need to analyze the popularity of the podcasts and of the content that we produce. And the more stuff people click on, that's the direction we need to flow towards, right? Because we're not going to go after stuff that no one's clicking on, right? There's no, zero exactly, clicks. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And, there's and zero clicks. Ideas, yeah. You know, we have other ideas that we want to add into this marketplace. Um, and, and those are certainly, you know, percolating. Um, but uh, like you say, we, we want to go where we feel like the, the industry is, is moving us. Uh, and we just need to be very plugged in and, and cognizant of that. Yeah, and that's what our that's what we're trying to do as well. We're trying to make it so that, you know, things like your ideas and and other products, other services are are showcased to as many people as we can. You know, we have almost 2000 uh, Facebook members and more, you know, 7000 CEOs and some newsletters and stuff. So, yeah, so we just want to make sure that you get as much exposure as possible and that people are giving you as good as feedback as you can get so that you can go in the right direction. Yeah. And we, and we absolutely reciprocate that sentiment, you know, for you guys as well. And, and like I'd said earlier, you know, uh, a rising tide will float all boats. So, you know, uh, hopefully it's, it's a, um, it's a, it's a lift as you climb, right? So yep. we, we want, we want to bring everyone up with us, you know, and, uh, and just try to create uh, a strong community. Great. All right. All right, guys. Well, um, any more thoughts or before we close this out? Yeah, I mean, nothing for me. Yeah. I mean, it's been very thorough. It's It's been enjoyable. And and uh, again, we're, we're very thankful uh, for yeah. the opportunity. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. want to extend the, extend the thanks for that. Um, you know, again, just trying to raise awareness and this is a great way to do so. So I do greatly appreciate you reaching out and get us on here and Hopefully we'll be back and yep. and uh, perform some webinars for your for your uh, audience and and just see where this goes. Awesome, awesome. All right, guys. Well, let's close this out. And uh, to the audience, thank you for listening. Don't forget to sign up to be a member on the MSPCorner.com. Please share our link with a CEO or a business owner of an IT service firm who will find our information beneficial to their business. All right. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to sign up to be a member on www.mspcorner.com. Please share our link with a CEO who will find our information beneficial to their business. Have an awesome day.